Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Chuck Kemper. Chuck Kemper is currently the Chief Human Resources Officer for the American Bureau of Shipping. He previously served as Senior Vice President, HR, for the $4 billion Asset Solutions America subsidiary of Wood, where he worked for six years. Before joining Wood, he served in roles as Group Director, Talent Management and Development, and Vice President of HR, U.S. and Latin America, during his seven-year tenure at Worley Parsons. Prior to that, he worked 14 years for Ocker Varner, with his last role being Vice President of HR for the Global Oil, Gas, Process, and Energy Division. Well, good afternoon, Chuck. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. You're very, very welcome, Chuck. This is great to meet you kind of in person. It's virtual, but I love these things where I get to go out and meet somebody new every single day. But what's even better is I get to hear your story. And with your permission, I turn this around and share it with our global audience. So thank you. And so, Chuck, we're going to jump right into these questions. Uh, You've got quite the career in human resources. You're a senior executive, board member, now the chief human resource officer of American Bureau of Shipping. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? From the beginning, I had this just passion about the business side. In other words, what the business actually delivered. I started out initially on the operations side and large-scale engineering and construction work. When I started to move into the HR space and somebody was uh, was pushing me to do that and, and convincing me that I had a lot of skills that fit that side, I made a promise to myself that if I was going to go into a support function, that I was going to stay as closely aligned and connected to the operation as I could. And I've continued to do that throughout my career, being present for the front line, being out in the field on a regular basis. So having a real passion for whatever the business does that you're in. We always talk about understanding and knowing the business, but I think you got to have a passion for actually what the company delivers on the front end and know those folks that do it. So I had a passion for that. I had a, a deep curiosity that caused me to ask a lot of questions. And I had a bit of luck. I had a, a gentleman who saw things in me that I didn't see in myself and he gave me chances. And I went after those chances. As far as what inspires me, I get inspired by setting people up for success, giving them the tools they need, explaining things to them, and then watching them succeed. My proudest moments in my career have been enabling other people to become what they were designed to be, to fulfill what uh, their gifts and strengths had the potential to achieve. And to to reach that, you know, we talk about those Maslow's and hierarchy of needs, you know, that self-actualization level where they they feel like they've they've been given the chance and they go after it. And you've been a part of that journey somehow for them. I get really inspired when I see that happen. Chuck, thank you for sharing. I I really enjoy that part of it. You know, in everything we talk about on this podcast is about the the human connection and inspiring others. And I love that story. So thank you. And switching gears here, Chuck, talk to us about how things have changed in the people business over the last 25 years. You've got some experience there. Maybe you can share some things. Yeah, since, so we, if you talk 25 years, talking since 1997, you know, in, in 97 at that time, we, we had, you know, the internet and things, but we, we hadn't gone to larger scale tools and, you know, software as a service has come along since then. So having these, these large cloud enabled systems where you can use them to manage workflow and get great data out of those have been absolute game changers. You know, that, that probably doesn't sound as exciting as everybody knows about that. I think one of the things that's happened in the HR space in particular is this rise in, in a model where you have most organizations have adopted or 
an approach where there's a business partner. So saying, look, we recognize the value of, of HR to the business, and therefore we're going to hook up a business partner from the HR team with every manager of people and help that manager of people become a great leader of people. And then you have these other centers of, of excellence or centers of expertise that are supporting them. And maybe that's the comp function, the benefits function, talent management, learning and development, international mobility, HR systems, all those centers of expertise that are enabling those business partners to deliver, deliver things on the front end. And then the shared services. So that combination of business partnering, centers of expertise and shared services is something that really came into being big time in a prominent way over these last 25 years. It's such a common model now for the way folks operate. And HR folks coming in need to understand that. I'm not saying it's going to be the, the final model that's out there. Things will change. But certainly coming into this space, that's a model that you need to take some time understanding and know how you fit in there. Thank you. Appreciate that. And there's quite a bit that's certainly happened in the last 25 years for sure. So thank you again. And Chuck, let's talk a little bit about um, technology. This is a technology platform. Are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies within your organization? And if not, maybe you personally found a cool tool or app that you could share with us. Well, we're, we are really trying to leverage a Power BI. And not that it's you know the, the newest and, and greatest necessarily, but we had a few folks on our team who took it upon themselves to go and learn how to use Power BI and take that and create some meaningful dashboards that help us not only get some greater insight into our, our function, but we've delivered these dashboards to the business so that they can see some things. And we're now getting a number of requests coming in. In fact, we're, we're going to need to add somebody onto the team who, who does this on a more regular basis, I think. But but using you know everybody talks about big data and all of this but you know what, what we've done is is really work from a groundswell of interest by some people who wanted to use some power bi tools saw some possibilities we didn't go and design some some grand function to do it in the hr space we we let some people do some things that they that they suggested they're cool we're going to do more of it the business likes it and it's working well and so we're, we're going to figure out what the next evolution of that is to make sure we're creating the right Power BI dashboards that, that can really help us do things instead of just designing something that every, you know, every you know, whim and whimsy that comes along. The other thing that uh, that's more at the cutting edge would be what we're looking at in the learning space. And we're looking at doing more in the in the 3D simulation kind of space where our folks uh, in doing, if you look at one of the largest functions we have in our company, it is a position that gets out in the field and, and does things on a on a ship or on a vessel, and we're looking at how we can do that training in a simulated way in 3D, and so have a virtual ship on which the person can go out and do all of those things, practice all of those things, and become highly competent uh, in those things, particularly as as technology changes. Uh, we constantly deal with new equipment coming into being on on ships or on vessels that we need to train our folks up in. And so this is a, a really neat way that we are diving into using that technology in a very hands-on way that will have real results. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you sharing uh, some of the things that you're doing within your organization as far as technology goes. And I is certainly appreciate it. So Chuck, last question here. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow either in the human resources or leadership? I didn't come up with this phrase, but it resonated with me when I heard it from someone else because it was what I was doing. I just didn't call it this. 
Uh, a gentleman that I know called it reserving the no card for emergencies. And what he meant by that was when you are asked to do something, when you know, you've raised your profile enough such that you're starting to get some attention and people are looking to you maybe for a potential special project, or maybe your, your profile hasn't raised and just the business needs to get something done and comes and says, uh, we need to do this and figure out who can do it. Stepping forward and volunteering or when you're approached saying, yes, I'll do that. So, so it was saying yes to those opportunities when they came along and being very, very careful about when you would say no to them. And it might feel like job loading and piling on and extra work and things that I have to do, but uh, there's a consequence to saying no to those. So when he said reserve the note card for emergencies, he meant for situations where it really was going to be detrimental to his, his health or his family's health. And so uh, to take every one of those opportunities very seriously and, and try it out and take it on and learn. And I realized when I heard that phrase from him, that was what I'd been doing. It was a way for me to apply my curiosity that when I would investigate things and find out things and Sometimes even was the one suggesting we do something and then somebody say, why don't you do it? And I would say, okay, yes, let's go do that. But it would come, what you find is the more you do that and say yes to those things, the more come your way. And before you know it, you're on some list somewhere and you're being looked at for, for expanded responsibility, perhaps promotion, perhaps uh, rising up through levels of management, perhaps just broadening yourself as a technical expert in your space. But I think that's an important, just an easy one when it comes to careers is really not saying no to those things when they come along, no matter how small the project might be, how insignificant it might be, but saying yes to those and stepping into those things that don't even look fun sometimes. I mean, sometimes when I said yes to things, it meant going to some places I didn't want to go and doing some things that weren't so pleasant. But I said yes to them because I knew I needed to broaden myself and I knew it would be looked upon well over time. And if I was patient, it would pay off. Awesome. And, and again, it just shows that level of initiative that people need to take sometimes to really either, again, broaden their skills in a particular technical space or maybe start looking at their career growth on that ladder. So I do appreciate the share, Chuck. And Chuck, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks, Brian. Really appreciate it. Bye for now. Bye.